the cousin right there with the sound bite with the take for 99 we got that coming up later on this show so you don't want to miss that with all due respect now we're going to move into the nba as the Suns took down the warriors last night and we're going to talk about the new look Suns. and you know zach i would love to do the honors here because my take on the new look Suns is that they are not going to miss cp3 and deandre ayton you know and that's something that i thought they would have missed at least one of those guys going into the year i was like yeah they you know i was debating in my mind who are they going to miss more is it going to be chris paul is it going to be deandre and i got my answer nobody right and the reason why i bring that up is because number one Devin booker showed playmaking potential having eight assists on the game you know he had i think it was back to back fourth quarter plays where he set up his open teammates josh okogi being one of those guys and i believe he passed the ball to nurkic on a on a dive off the screen and roll to put them up by four with a couple seconds left to go in the game he showed his brilliance as a scorer we know that he was in peak form 32 points but it's what he did as a playmaker i kind of got my answer yeah i was wondering who's going to be the point guard but maybe they're not going to have a traditional point guard, but they're going to have somebody that's going to be willing to make the play and make the right play. And that's what Devin Booker displayed last night. As far as Nurkic and Aiton, yes, you know, at the time, I didn't think Aiton was a better player than Nurkic, clearly, but he may be a better fit. And I thought he left a, a very good imprint on the game, having, uh, I think it was 14 points, excuse me, yeah, 14 points, 14 rebounds, three assists in 28 minutes. And when he wasn't on the floor, they struggled to get rebounds. But when he was on the floor, they dominated the Warriors. You know, the size difference was clear, and he was able to take advantage of that. That's going to be a reoccurring theme for the Warriors going forward is the size and the lack thereof. But, you know, I think those pieces that they made, the depth pieces, is what's really going to make this team a bigger threat to the Nuggets than anybody else. It's not only about the stars. We all know what Devin Booker is capable of. We know what Kevin Durant is capable of. We know what... Bradley Bill is capable of. Those guys can score the basketball. We get one of those three guys in the fourth quarter to show up in a playoff game, and I'm assuming it's going to be Devin Booker because Kevin Durant does not, with all due respect. But it's the depth. These guys made a, a big impact on the game. We talked about the Lakers earlier and the pieces that they made, but we didn't see, you know, Vincent or Cam Reddish or any of those guys make a big impact on the game, especially when LeBron James was on the bench. In this game, I mean, you had Eric Gordon making plays. You had Montanave, the kid from Brooklyn, making plays. He was knocking out shots. We had uh, Okogi, who was on the team last year, but um, he was making plays, dabbled on the ball for loose balls. He made a clutch three-pointer. We have all this depth around the big three, and I'm like, Grayson Allen, I'm like, oh, my gosh, they have a lot of pieces around these guys, these per big scorers that they have on the team, and I think that's what's going to make them more dangerous. So when you talk about the new-look Suns, I'm looking at the depth in the plays that made plays last night, not named Devin Booker, but I'm also looking at the fact that, yes, while Nurkic may not be an upgrade over DeAndre Ayton, he's a better fit. And while they may miss Chris Paul playmaking, they'll play faster without him being there because, you know, they was not getting a lot of fast break opportunities with Chris Paul. That's going to change. And you have a guy in Devin Booker who's more than capable of making the right play. He showed that in this game in the fourth quarter in the big moment. So that's my take on the new look Suns. Yeah, so I think this is a super interesting topic because 
there are certain aspects of this Suns team that I like a lot better than last year, and then also vice versa. There's some aspects that I like from last year's team that are a little bit better. I agree with you on this uh, supporting cast. I feel like throughout the offseason, all of the talk within this Suns team was about Bradley Beal and uh, also them getting rid of Monty Williams for Frank Vogel. But there wasn't really a ton of talk about the surrounding pieces, especially them getting Nurkic. Like, I agree. I, I think that's a good fit. They also got uh, Grayson Allen in that trade uh, with Dame uh, within uh, the Damian Lillard mix. So Grayson, Watanabe, uh, Eric Gordon still could shoot the crap out of the basketball. He's been in the league forever. Um, you know, Beal didn't even play last night, and I think their role players did a good job uh, f- uh, filling in for that production. And also one point I'll make, I know we've spoken a lot about Kevin Durant on this show And I do think there's some validity to since that trade was made with Brooklyn last February, it's been clear to me that, you know, Durant is, he's an older player. He's just played so much basketball throughout his career. We're finally starting to see a little bit of that wear and tear on his body. And I don't know if at this point in his career, he's capable of being the best player on a championship team, but luckily for the Suns, they have another guy that I think is in Devin Booker. I I think he's clearly established himself as a top 10 maybe even better player than that in this league. And he is just phenomenal. What he did in the playoffs last year, to be honest, the Suns, the fact that they even beat the Nuggets twice in that series and pushed it to a game six, I thought that was impressive. I thought Phoenix never really even stood a chance in that series. And I think overall, this And team- you know why they lost that series too, Zach? Because they didn't have nobody not named Devin Book and Kevin Durant picking up the load. Now they do. But that's a point of reference right there. Exactly. And, and Beal didn't even play last night. So I do think there are a lot of positives. My issue is, though, I just don't know if this core has it in them to win a championship. As much as I love Booker, I don't know if having three guys like him, Durant and Beal that are all so focused on scoring the basketball. I don't know if there's enough defense there. I don't know if there's enough grit there. And also, I'm curious to think like I'm curious what you think of this comp like. Frank Vogel reminds me a lot of Mike McCarthy. I think he's NBA Mike McCarthy in the sense that. He is a coach that's been around a really long time. He has that one championship ring playing with the star uh, player. But at the end of the day, I don't consider him as an elite coach. I don't consider him as even a difference maker. I'm not a thousand percent sure. I know he's a defensive guy. If he's going to be able to get this team to buy in and play a lot of defense. And more importantly, like I know Monty Williams wasn't perfect. The Suns had some bad playoff losses over the course of the last few years since they got to the NBA final. But I think that's a pretty big downgrade going from Monty to Vogel. They had a new owner, though. He wanted to make a big, splashy move. So I'm curious. If I was a Suns fan, I would be feeling a little conflicted. Like, I think what you saw last night was good. It was positive. There's a lot to be excited about. But big picture, I just don't know with this team if they're going to be able to win a title. Yeah, I think when you talk about Frank Vogel, the one thing that he has an advantage of and why he was chosen to be the coach of this team is his ability to handle stars. Right. We can't overlook that because you could be a good coach. For example, let's talk about, you know, Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. And they had Kenny Atkinson, who's shown that he is a great hands on coach, can make the X's and O's adjustments and can be more tactical than a Steve Nash was because Steve Nash didn't make one adjustment, to be honest with you. But guess what? Like they got rid of him because he didn't know how to handle you know, Kevin Durant and his desires and Kyrie Irving and his desires, right? Well, you have a guy in Frank Vogel who won a championship with stars, LeBron James being a guy that kind of get that rap of being a coach killer, 
right? That's what they call him. And ultimately, he got fired from a LeBron James-led coach team, but he won a championship with a LeBron James-led team. So um, you have that experience right there. So he should be more than capable of being able to handle the three stars on this team. That's very important because if your stars is not locked in, there's a reason why stars get paid more than average players because they mean more to the team. If they're not locked in and they're not all in and they're not showing up, then that's going to have a trickle-down effect to the rest of the roster. So you have a guy that's able to handle multiple personalities. We all know these three guys, Devin Booker and, um, you know, Bradley Bill and Kevin Durant. They are very good shot creators. Well, guess what? There's only one basketball. You have a guy that's able to, to use his experience to get the best out of them, along with the rest of this roster defensively. We know he's a defensive guy. So I think he is a the right coach for this team in particular. As far as Kevin Durant, though, and the point that you made about the wear and tear, I don't care about the wear and tear. There's no excuses for this guy no more. I'm done with it, okay? He said, I'm finally having a stable organization. Okay, fine. Yeah, you left stable organizations. The Warriors was one of them. The OKC Thunder was another. And you chose to go to an unstable franchise, you know, in Brooklyn, okay? And they were stable before you came around, with all due respect. But y'all made that unstable. Now you're in a predicament where you have another star who basically is the alpha. He's the Batman. He always was the Batman of this team in Devin Booker. You're the Robin. All you have to do is hoop and go to hell home, okay? One thing about Kevin Durant that we know is that we don't have this outside, you know, noise with him. We don't hear nothing about who he's dating. We don't hear nothing about Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. You know, Taylor Swift was at the game, all this distraction. He's dating this guy, this girl, whatever, celebrity, da-da-da. We don't hear that. So all he has to do is hoop and go to hell home and show up in big moments. That's all he got to do, okay? So I have no excuses for this guy. I don't care about the wear and tear. I don't. He needs to show up. This is a perfect situation for him to win a championship. There's no reason why this Suns team should not win a championship, even though I think the Nuggets are going to be that team that win it. There's no excuses why they can't win it. So, yeah, that's my take. Yeah, and I agree. I, I'm just not confident that they're going to be able to do that. And and his play definitely has a lot to do with that, and, and along with Vogel. And one last point on Vogel, I, I, I see where you're coming from, right? I think him being a defensive guy should be able to make this team better. I think his ability to deal with the stars should make this team better. And I know that coaching from an X's and O's standpoint in basketball isn't everything like in other sports, particularly the NFL. But I just look at some of the other coaches around the Western Conference. Like if he gets into a playoff series against Steve Kerr or Michael Malone or Tyron Liu, uh, you know, all of these guys. So there are a lot of really good coaches in the West. I'm just not as confident in him compared to some of the other guys. And I just don't know if having a team with three guys who really all they focus on is the offensive side of the ball. I just don't know, even with a defensive coach, if that's good enough to get, ultimately get them over the hump and win a title. But at the same time, I, I don't want to trash their offseason. I, I do think this is a significantly better team that we're seeing on the floor compared to last year. That was honestly lucky that they even beat Denver twice in that series. I got a take, and it's on the other side here. I got one little take that I want to sprinkle in before we move on, right? Because the biggest offseason question that I had, we did a segment on that earlier this week. I said the biggest burning question was, will the CP3 and Warriors pairing work? And this is my takeaway. Absolutely. It's going to work. And one of the things that I really didn't talk about, because everybody, when they saw the trade go down, 
a lot of people thought it was a salary dump, you know, get rid of Jordan Poole, you know, large contract and, and get a cheaper one. You know, a lot of people thought that there was going to be contrasting styles on the floor, the pace difference, right? You know, CP3 being the traditional point guard he is, the Warriors always spreading the ball, the ball is always moving constantly in motion. But one thing that nobody brought up, and I forgot myself, and I realized it in the game, was what about the non-Curry minutes, right? Because when Curry is not on the floor, this team is a totally different team. We saw that when he missed games and how they struggled. We saw that in the playoffs when he was on the bench, the non-Curry minutes. Chris Paul had about 10 points in the in the fourth quarter, excuse me, the third quarter, off three or four shooting, right on from three-point land, I believe. Um, he had 10 points. I believe it was three for four. He went and he scored 10 points in the third quarter. That's what we are missing here, the non-Curry minutes. We have a guy that can get his own shot. We have a guy that can set up everybody else, and we have a guy that can operate with whatever unit he's playing with, whether it's a bench, whether it's a starters. The non-Curry minutes is what we forgot to mention. So I think this pyramid is going to work. Obviously, what's going to be the biggest downfall for this team remains their size, and it's going to be very playoff dependent. I saw Draymond Green doing an interview, you know, during the game, and they asked him about the size and if that's a reason for concern. And he said something about, we won a championship two years ago, you know, being small. Yeah, because you went into matchups where Kevon Looney was out rebounding smaller teams like the Mavericks, you know, and then you had the John Moran injury and all that. And then guys was getting hurt. A lot of things open up for you. So this is going to be playoff dependent, playoff matchups is what's going to determine how far this Warriors go. But as far as CP3 in the pairing with the Warriors, I have no worries and concerns anymore. I'm good. Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content. We're, we've been slinging shows left and right, slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, or leave a question, something you may want to answer, something you may have. It's, all ideas are great ideas. Nothing's a dumb question.